0: The Rams' house, powered by Guys in short Sports. Whose house? Rams', Rams house. house. The Rams took on the Detroit Lions in
1: week. What week is it? Was it what thirteen? I have no I, idea. I lost track. Yeah. yeah, but they won. When you're ahead That's, by so much in the in the season,
2: you're two weeks away from losing fantasy football, so you should uh. figure it out.
0: <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. the 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 important thing is that the Rams won. Yes, beat the Lions thirty to sixteen. Wasn't the prettiest game, but no, uh, I feel like they have an re- excuse for that. And we'll talk about that, along with my horrendous fantasy football season, and look ahead at the Rams taking on the Bears in Chicago. Oh my in gosh! Sub-zero temperatures. It's gonna be a cold one. Oh my gosh! And I'll be there. <laughs> we'll talk about that all on this show. I'm Jeff Wilson, as always. Rams fan number one, Darren Bass is here. Glad to be here. And joining us. Raider fan, voice ben of reason. See ya.
2: Yep.
1: Voice of reason. A Raider fan. <laughs> Raider fan <laughs> slash hey, I know that the Rams Raiders hater. Suck, so
2: I do have a voice of reason. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yes,
0: you do. It's good to have you, buddy. Good Thank you, man. Appreciate you. it. Yeah. And good to see you. Ah, it's been way too. Yes, too it has. Long. So, uh, can we talk about? Uh, well, let's talk about the Rams. I was gonna say fantasy football and how. Eric the Portuguese Hammer came in and swooped the last playoff spot, and now I'm in the running for the toilet bowl, aka the gallo bowl. Good for me and, and bad finish. for you. Fantasy football is the worst.
2: Can we? When you're we, in your it position, it's the, the worst.
0: Ben had the right idea when you stopped playing ages ago.
2: Yeah, because it's stupid. Ah, oh, it's I infantile.
1: Wish,
0: I wish I'd, I wish I'd followed suit.
1: Well, well, maybe you should draft more Rams players. How about that? I have Brandon Cooks. <laughs> I had Cooper Cup. You had
0: Cooper had Cup Cooper until Cup he got and injured. Cooks. Yeah, that's not my fault. Well, oh. things happen. Oh, it is the worst and also the best, but mostly the
2: worst. The way I would look at it is, you are the host of the Rams podcast, so you probably should be an authority when it comes to knowing football and the fact that you're in the bottom oh. half of a league with guys that aren't on this podcast, it really should make you feel embarrassed. It, 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 it does. It
0: does. Truthfully, that's the, the shot to the ego. By the way, we're recording live from uh, the patio at B-Dubs. That's why you'll occasionally hear when somebody opens the door the, uh, the karaoke going on in right. the background. It's karaoke night. Uh, karaoke yes. night at B-Dubs. Gotta love it. But, uh, Yeah. Oh. It's just the word it's not my fault. I had Will Fuller go down, I had Cooper Cup go down, and I have Melvin Gordon who
1: is injured now.
0: Is injured yes. and possibly out and could send me to the, the final Gallo Bowl game. You know, the problem is I have a problem with trading. I love trades. That's my favorite part of fantasy football is negotiating trades. And the the real problem is I drafted a great team this season and then I traded it all the way. <laughs> by week three, too, by the way. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh, fantasy football, I hate you. Let's talk about something exciting, and that is...
2: Yeah, the Rams win against the Detroit Lions. Yes. It should have been way bigger. Yes,
0: yeah. way more important. Uh, although it was kind of a an ugly win, a lethargic win, we should have blown out Detroit. I yes. I feel like
1: the game wasn't even as good as it looks on paper. Um... You know, I, 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 to start it off, I really think we need to say props to the Rams organization. This is now the second year in a row that the Rams have clinched the nfc west yes hey we and should what, start there You're what do right. we want week 12 13 or so or whatever and we have already clinched with that win on sunday so far the rams are currently in the lead as far as for the most wins
2: in the nfl I think this is yep. like the earliest clinch since like 2004 or something something i don't know if that's the exact yeah. year but somewhere around there yeah
1: yeah and it, it just right again me. it just goes to pay his tribute to what sean mcveigh has brought to this team wade phillips coach of uh, john fossil uh, Les Snead, who was really on the hot seat a few seasons ago, he's done a very good job bringing up these rookies, doing his drafts. I mean, what else can you say with this organization? They have done a great job, really have turned things around since, uh, well, that coach that shall not be named right now. Yeah. Jeff Fisher. No, no, no. Uh, oh, not nobody knows <laughs> who you're talking about.
0: He's stricken from the record.
1: Yes, yes. Yes. Uh,
0: Yes, absolutely. On a positive note, we clinched the division. All is good. We secured ourselves a playoff spot, and uh, and I mean, right now we're in the driver's seat. I think it's, you're in no it's ours plant. to lose. Uh, how is that?
2: So, let's call this week thirteen. I don't know exactly which week it is, but let's say it's week <laughs> right. thirteen or fourteen, somewhere around we're there. We're going into fourteen. Okay, <laughs> you've got you've got several weeks left in the season. Yes, you don't necessarily need to win. To make the playoffs because uh-huh. you've already clinched We've already clinched yeah. if you continue to win then you can get a first round bye. you potentially can get home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. so you yep. do still have stuff to play for yep but at the same time i don't think you played inspired football against detroit and moving forward throughout the season if you've already clinched some of the motivation that players have to make the playoffs they're not they may not be playing as hard so i think that the season potentially could get worse for you and If you think that there's a a switch that you can flip right before the playoffs, you know, it's it's really hard to just count on that because – you know, yeah, there are some teams that can do it, and I'm not saying the Rams can't. But if you've played lethargic football for four straight weeks, who's to say that you know one week you're going to just snap out of it and play the best football ever, yeah. you know, and it leaves you susceptible to le- losing in the first round. So I like teams that clinch in the last week because you have to play every week like it's the last week all the way up into the playoffs, and so you carry that momentum in. So I feel like clinching this early, and I'll use the Angels as the example. About three years ago, the Angels won 100 games. And you guys clinched 20 games before the end of the season. Yep. And what did you do? You got swept by the Royals in the first Ugh, round. So, so I'm just saying I feel like this is no man's land. And, yeah. and I'm hoping that your coach can you know, keep the, the yes. guys motivated and whatever and, and maybe turn it around from today. But it's it's the scariest place to be in. Sure. I,
0: and 100% agree. And, in fact, last week we talked about the fact that our remaining schedule is pretty easy. Aside from the Bears this coming weekend agreed you know in philadelphia maybe they're kind of stepping it up but then we have arizona and san francisco like our, our remaining schedule is pretty much a cakewalk so going into the playoffs yeah you could you could argue that i would argue maybe op- opposing to baseball which you're right with the angels in that sense the This is a sport that's much more physical, much more demanding on your body. You could say that this Rams team could go into the playoffs more fresh. Yes. Not having to lay it out on the field every weekend.
2: Yeah.
1: and, And hopefully that works in our favor that way. Yeah. You know, last week the rainbows and butterflies. Take, of course, man? it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, last week on the show, I had really hoped for a Sunday's game versus the Lions to be a very lopsided game. I was really hoping that the Rams were probably going to go ahead and put up something around twenty. 24 points by the time this game was over. They won by, what, 14 points or so. Yeah,
2: And actually, it was a Stafford interception that turned the game because, I mean, the Lions were up with, what, seven minutes to play in the fourth, and I texted you guys, and I said, oh, watch out. But then I I, I followed that up with, Stafford is the Kershaw of the NFL. (laughs) And then, like, three (laughs) seconds later, he throws an interception, and it changed the complexity (laughs) of the game. That's about right. But, you know, uh, to your point, Jeff, if you're playing teams that aren't going to challenge you, even if you play shitty football through the remainder of the season and win those games and get, you know, home field throughout the playoffs, it still doesn't mean that you're going to be ready and primed to play your best football when you have to, when the lights are bright in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Now, Ben,
1: you mentioned actually momentum. And between the Chiefs game up until this game, we had a bye week. Are you guys a fan of bye weeks?
2: I am because you I are? believe that the, okay. f- the players need to get a break. Okay.
1: Okay. I mean, I look at the Rams throughout this season. They've had so much momentum going into this bye. You get that little break. They spend time with family, friends, you know, chowing down on Thanksgiving and all that. They just lose that momentum. And Sunday probably was a little bit – you saw it on the field. You know, Jared Goff didn't have his game. Offensive line really didn't necessarily have his game. So could the bye be contributed to any of this? Did they get too much? I think it's it's that, and it's coupled with the
0: fact that – this end of the season, they have kind of a rough travel schedule. And and we look at the last few weeks with the whole, you know, Mexico City debacle thing where they went to Denver. They thought because they thought they were going to Mexico City. They got Ackerman stuck in a snowstorm. Themselves. They got yeah. stuck. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they flew home. Now they go to Detroit. Now they go to Chicago where it's sub-zero temperatures. And I can't believe I'm going to that game, which I'm so excited for, but I'm going to freeze. Yeah. It's going to be cold. So you're going to be cold. Yeah. But uh, – but this is, this is kind of a rough couple weeks here, and and
2: um, I, I think that plays a factor also. So, wait, back to your point, though, Darren. Yeah. You know, you said that you have the biggest game, I mean, arguably of the NFL season. I mean, if any NFL fan is talking about a single game this season, it was Chiefs-Rams. Yeah. Yes. And you have now— Thank you for acknowledging —you, have that now, you now have two weeks to prepare for the Lions— and if you think about a thirty-sixteen win, where you were actually down sixteen to fourteen with seven minutes to play in the fourth, is that really what Sean McVay does with two weeks to prepare? Now I, think I, about that before you say anything, because you're going yes. so to, well, to have a first round buy in the playoffs. So he's going to have two weeks to prepare for the guy. We hope to have
1: a first round buy.
2: You're going yeah. to at this point. You what? You're and 11 and one, eleven and one. You're going to have a if first. If we round win bye. against Saints, uh, Chicago, we honor. get that first
1: round bye. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah two yeah. teams get the first right, round right, bye, right. Jeff. Yep. Nope, we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> this is how football works. <laughs> um, You know what? I would really hope that Sean McVay would do a better job of preparation. And again, you know what? This game, even if we didn't necessarily get it, I think in the future when you look at the playoff scenario coming up, Sean McVay has his little black book in his back pocket. He has those X's and O's crossed off he knows how to go ahead and lead this team. Come the future, come the playoff, not necessarily in comparison to last season, I think this season, he has learned a lot. And I think in this season, he has really, you know, took away from what was happening last season, he's gonna it to this season, and off he goes running even beyond the first round by going possibly into the Super Bowl. Uh,
2: Here's where I worry about the Rams moving into the playoffs. Okay. It's your defense. So when you guys, were, when we were talking during the preseason, you know, the, the the conversation was regarding, you know, Marcus Peters coming in. It yes. was A- Aqib Tlaib. It was, you know, uh, your, the lineman. Um, the suit? In uh, Dominic see, Yes. Right? Er, signing Aaron Donald. No one was really talking about acquisitions outside of Brandon Cook on the offensive side, right? So, from offensively, you guys really haven't changed much from last season to this that, season. Yeah. The biggest change was going to be these stars that were coming in for the defense. Yes. And if there is a weakness on the Rams team right now, it's your defense. And, you know, as as much as, you know, the, the phrase has been overused, and that is defense wins championships, in reality, you can't play games and, and – and, expect to win every single week knowing that the team who has the ball in the last possession is going to win and i felt when i watched the last fourth quarter the last portion of the fourth quarter of the chiefs game or in your case the rams game that (laughs) it wasn't going to be the defense that stopped you it was going to be whoever has the ball at the end is going to win the game and you know That's going to win you 50% of the games because 50% of the time you're going to have the ball, the other 50% you're not. Defense has to step up. And I know you guys have had some injuries on that side of the ball, but as a Rams fan, I think that there is major concern on the defensive side of the ball right now that you guys should be worried about moving into the playoffs.
1: I think defense is always a concern. I mean, luckily this week our defense really came to play. Uh, Just for example... Again, uh,
2: this was against the... Go ahead and say it. Yes, Detroit yes, Lions. Yes, it was against the Detroit Lions. <laughs> they're
0: the Case Keenum of teams.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're coached by Matt Patricia, who is a... He's you a know, defensive genius he, from hey, New listen, England. He's a disciple of Belichick, and yes. no disciple of Belichick has ever succeeded.
1: Yes. I'm just <laughs> well, saying. It's true. But who do we have coming back this week? We had to to Tlaib, and I know he was only available for the first half of the game. He took something like 26 snaps. Marcus Peters has always been a mean little... Toast? because <laughs> he gets burnt all the time he has been burnt quite often this season when uh aqib Tlaib has not been in play but aqib Tlaib is back and hopefully again as i mentioned off and on hopefully that really elevates marcus peters game
2: well it's going to elevate him by putting him onto the second receiver because it's obvious he can't be a number one
1: yes but but other than marcus peters and Akib to what
2: about aaron donald you know He's
1: still overpaid, but
2: he's having a hell of a season.
1: He's having a great season this season. And if you look at Aaron Donald in comparison to last season, last season he won Defensive Player of the Year. He missed the first game, he missed the last game, and he did it with 14 games and he got it. If you look at it this season, he is blowing those stats away. So far this season, he has 16 and a half sacks. That's four more sacks than Von Miller. Yep. So far. He's creating so much pressure on quarterbacks. He's coming in in those clutch plays. Do we even consider him at this point in the talks of an MVP? Yes. No.
2: MVP. You can't. You I'm absolutely. All in. Can't. all in on him. He's a defensive player. Defensive players in Vegas mm-hmm. don't mean any points. And and that's what. <laughs> and, that, and here's the thing. I don't know where the Rams' defense ranks in the NFL. And if he is the best player in the NFL, you would think that they would be close to number one. And I guarantee you with the points they're allowing per game, they ain't anywhere close.
1: Okay. Okay. Wilson? I mean, you you are definitely – sounds like you are four. Oh, of course. Any Rams players
0: (laughs) should be MVP. (laughs) Absolutely. No, it it, uh, – what he's doing is – I mean, last season was incredible. Yes, and he's surpassing that. Who would yes. have ever thought that, that he was gonna be even better than he was? And and that's
1: amazing. I, is he gonna win it? No.
0: Yeah. But because defensive in the players just don't win it. It's yeah. Sure.
1: Since 1950, since that award has been awarded to uh, the players, there's only been two defensive players, and the last defensive player did it about 31 years ago. I mean, in this day and age, we're looking at running backs. We're looking at quarterbacks.
2: Defensive players, as you have just said, they don't, they don't have the attention. Exactly. They, they don't mean, I mean, honestly, as, as great as it is when you are a fan of a team who's got a great defensive player, in reality, I mean, J.J. Watt. I mean, if over the last 10 years, if you were to probably talk about one single defensive player that has the biggest name, it's J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. How great have the Texans been? How many yeah. playoffs uh, have they made? How many playoff wins do they have, right? how could you be a MVP of a league and yeah. not have your team make the playoffs? Right. Okay. And, and, and then that's the thing is that, you know, when you have a good quarterback, you know, or you have a good coach, to me, the MVPs are going to be the coach and it's going to be the quarterback. Look at McVeigh coming in. You pretty much had the same offensive team oh, from yeah. Fisher to McVeigh, And all of a sudden it's like, boom. Yeah. Right. You may have another situation where you have a great team and then all of a sudden you, you draft Deshaun Watson. And guess what? Where are the Texans now? Yeah. Yes. Right. So, That's what makes you an MVP. You know, making the most tackles and having X number of sacks and your team only wins six games for a season doesn't make you an MVP. Now, Aaron Donald is in a situation where he happens to be on a great team with a serviceable quarterback and a good coach Mm -hmm. where you guys are sitting at 11 and one. And, yeah, he's you know, he's on national television all the time. But in reality, if you took him away, you would still be 11 and one.
1: I don't think I would necessarily say that the yes, Rams are going to be 11-1. and one. There's been a lot of close games. There's been a lot of close games, and although I would imagine that we're probably going to be very close to an 11-1, and, and I see what you're saying. If you took the team, the Rams in itself, who is that player on the team that could possibly be replaced? And whether that be Aaron Donald or somebody like uh, Jared Goff. I mean, who, who is more important to this team between those two players? Jared Goff. Jared Goff, in my opinion. Yeah,
2: yeah. so how could yeah. you make him the MVP yeah. of the league when he isn't even the most important player on yeah. the team? And, and it's hard the for defense me to, rests. That's fair.
1: That's fair. And it's, it's hard for me to say that. He's not yes. going to win, but
0: you know what? He's doing amazing things, and and if there was an MVP for the position, he would win it hands down. And
2: this goes to my point earlier about being overpaid, right? So when you talk about like all these points that are just being made, and I'm not trying to take away from how great he has been this season and how great he may even be next season. But the point is is that when Goff comes up, if Donald's money gets in the way of re-signing Goff, and now you have to get rid of Goff because you can't afford him, and now you have to dra- draft the next quarterback, that will hurt your team more than by signing you know, Aaron Donald for less money or letting him walk yes. this season. So Oof. that's the concern that I had moving in. It's not going to Wh- happen.
0: Who invited Debbie Downer, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about this season. All right. <laughs> when we hey, have you one loss, we're in that's, the driver's seat. That's, no, why, he, that's why he's That's It's always great to here. have you, Ben. <laughs> always great. Fair and balanced. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think. let's move on to the Bears game coming up this weekend. Soldier Field
1: in Chicago, sub-zero temperatures. It's going to be freezing. Now watch an I MVP and in Khalil
2: there. Mack there. Watch.
1: Yeah, you know, I haven't heard of Khalil Mack since the beginning of the season.
2: Yeah, that's funny. As a Raiders fan, I haven't either. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, after week two, everybody that could walk up to me that knew I was a Raiders fan gave me shit about letting him walk. And it's like, listen, I know that guy's a talent, but paying that kind of money to a defensive player just doesn't make sense. And we'll talk in four or five years. And I'm not saying he's not having a solid season, but he's not worth $25 million.
1: Well, in Aaron Donald's case, that was why I was an advocate of pay the man. He has definitely earned his money so far this season.
2: He has. I'll give you that. Okay. Yep. All
0: right. And if we get a Super Bowl out of it, absolutely. Absolutely. What, they Every penny. It they would be worth it. Yeah. I love it. So, uh, Chicago, this, you could say, is our toughest test on the remaining schedule. Um, thoughts is on this is game?
2: Trubisky to, is Trubisky going to be back? Trubisky, I think. Or is he still out?
1: Hate to break it to you, but uh, word on the street has it that he will be playing. Oh, oh really? He will he be. Late. Yes, okay. yes. All he right. didn't play last week against the Giants because of his injury. Uh, so far, that what I've heard is that he will be back playing. So uh, good. No, this I Sunday. want him
2: to. So play. hit him hard. I, want, I hope Aaron Donald oh, yeah. hits him hard. <laughs> I want,
0: yeah, I want the full challenge. I, this Rams team don't. We don't want to soften this schedule any more than it's already softened. I want the toughest teams we can face. Yes. Get us ready for the playoffs. Toughen us up.
1: Yes, and you know, looking at this schedule, I mean, this is going to be the la- that last team. That they're, they're what eight and four. We only play Eagles. Cardinals and 49ers next, so this is going to be the only game that's going to be the toughest on our I schedule. Think the
2: Eagles are going to give you guys a game as well. I,
1: I agree. Uh, I agree. You guys, I agree.
2: Where, where's your hate couch? By the way,
0: I think that could be. I, I hey, think that. Come could on, be I've been on the, the hate games. couch the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Philadelphia, they're they're fighting for their
2: life. The if Rams. Dallas, if Dallas loses in the next two weeks. There's, and still, Dallas a, there's plays still a window, Philly, I think, this week. There's still a window for Philly to make some noise and to make the playoffs. So I, they've yeah. still got a lot to play for. I wouldn't over, I wouldn't overlook them.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. not. Yeah. Okay.
0: Those those two games will be the the toughies. I think Philly will come to play, but well, uh, before that, we got the Bears. And uh, yeah, yeah, Bears right
1: now are what fifty one and a half is the over and under. I think the Rams are probably going to secure it by at least fourteen points. I oh, mean, really? Yeah. The Rams right now, what they're playing for is that first-round bye, as we mentioned earlier on in the podcast. Yeah. They want that first-round buy. Well, so, I uh, think
2: they're playing for the f- <laughs> home field throughout the playoffs. That's yes. what they're well, playing yeah, for. Yeah. I mean, the first step, Every is, week play, at a second time. step is to get first-round buy, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah.
1: So they're going to play hard. So.
2: I I hope you're right.
1: Well, while we're in I Southern California in our shorts, you're going to be oh. stuck at Soldier Field. Oh. In what? Sub-zero temperature.
2: Oh, my gosh. I, I think personally. I have to actually wear pants. I think personally, if I'm Sean McVay, I want you to lose against the Bears.
1: Why? Really? Yeah. Why?
2: Because it's it's always easier to motivate your team when you lose. If you go and you win in Chicago, and now you're sitting at 12-1, and 1, it's like everybody's feeling good about themselves. You know, I think it's harder to get the room and say, hey, you know, this is what you need to do. There's a great story of um, – I'm trying to remember the, the old Detroit Pistons head coach. Um, mm. I know you guys aren't basketball fans. Daly? But yeah, uh, Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly. When he coached USA basketball, in the first practice, he held out the reporters. And this, is, this has come out, you know, in, in, in 20 for 20s and stuff like that. And he had the NBA players that were on Team USA play against the best college players in the world. But what he did was he, he screwed up the rotations. So he didn't really play Magic with Jordan and Bird and like the best players all at the same time. He was playing them in different squads with different people kind of to figure out who you know was mixing and matching with whatever. But the college players who had time to kind of work their game together all came out and the college players actually beat the N- NBA stars in practice. Really? And wow. this was prior to the reporters coming in. And Chuck Daly did that on purpose because he figured if he got these guys to lose to, high, or to college players, he could immediately say, okay, everybody, now that you've just lost, it shows that you're vulnerable to guys who have played with each other. Now you need to listen to me. And that's how he got them to motivate, mm-hmm. to listen, and to buy into the system. And then, obviously, Team USA went in and beat everybody by 30 points. But I think that if you're Sean McVay, you want them to lose this game because you know three games prior to the playoffs knowing that you guys aren't really going to be challenged for the remainder of the season this is that one opportunity for him to collect everybody together and to say okay this is what makes you vulnerable against a fringe playoff team Who's to say that now in the first or second round, you guys aren't going to play a similar team and have a similar result. You have to play a certain way. And so this would be his time to use it as motivation to say, this is the direction. This is where I want you to go. So I think as a coach, that's what you want. I love that. And and how about we use that as
0: the positive spin next week if they lose. <laughs> I still want them to
1: win.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're we're looking at do. the
1: momentum of a 15-1 season that's going to carry us through. How about yeah. that? Yeah,
0: The, the <laughs> Saints are too too close. I yes. I want
2: that, uh, and I really yeah, don't I want, want to lose against
1: field. Seattle or the 49ers. they Their division opponents. So. Well, Seattle's
2: playing pretty good football right now. So yeah, so that, I don't know if we, you guys uh, are seeing Arizona. them, that's going to be another challenge. We, we don't, don't play. Seattle. Oh, Arizona. Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry,
1: yeah, Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Arizona. Yeah, they uh, suck. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, we
0: should be able to win those handily. Uh, but uh, yeah, good good stuff. Any other thoughts on the uh, Chicago game?
1: Uh, The only thought I would have to say is that, uh, unfortunately, uh, we did lose a running back on Sunday. Malcolm Brown has a clavicle injury. He's going to be possibly designated for injured uh, injury reserve. I think uh, John Kelly will go ahead and take over his role. He's the backup running back for Todd Gurley. So, again, as you look forward uh, towards the end of the season, you really don't want to utilize Todd Gurley as much. So now you're thinking about utilizing your backup uh, running back. So... We'll probably be seeing him uh, a little bit more uh, throughout the end of the season. So, other than that, yeah. You nope. think you think with those cold temperatures, we're gonna
0: we're gonna see a low-scoring game?
2: Ah. it's definitely not gonna be as uh, high-scoring as you guys are playing in domes Kansas and Kansas City, and in Los yeah. Angeles, yeah. And,
1: and Jared Goff is a product of Cal. Yeah, <laughs> so he loves he loves his Southern California weather. Yeah. So, and he hates throwing in gloves. Woo. So, uh, in that cold weather. We might actually see a very low scoring you game. Know,
2: but yeah. I mean, I think this is gonna be a good opportunity for Gurley to put the team on his back and and yes. he is as advertised. So, you know, I, I I don't think that you're gonna be at a disadvantage if that's the type of game you're gonna play. Yeah. The only thing that I hope to see next week are pictures of Jeff and flip flops at the Chicago game. Oh
0: my gosh, that would just be dumb. <laughs> I I wish I could even joke and say that I would do that, but there's no way in hell <laughs> it is gonna be a reason. We're standing on the patio at B dubs right now and it's like what? Fifty degrees, and I'm freezing.
1: Yeah. Well, whatever you do, I better see some sort of Rams gear on the oh, exterior. Oh,
0: I already ordered my Rams beanie, my Rams scarf. There you go. I Represent. Got, yeah. I got my thermal. Yeah. I big, you got, got your a Rams big heavy,
1: big Gore-Tex jacket. jacket. Yeah. No, I'm,
0: I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Benjamin. Ah, uh, and he just got it. Love you, buddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it's it's gonna be good. So I'll be sure to. Uh, Get a little uh, audio recording from Soldier Field. Be yeah. sure to represent the Rams house out there.
1: You do that. Yeah.
0: Good I will. for you. I will. You are a trooper. Hey, the rest of us are gonna watch no, yeah.
2: it in seventy two degree weather inside our house. I'm gonna be on on in TV. shorts yes, and <laughs> <laughs> What am I thinking? Eating a bowl
0: of ice cream. <laughs> what am I thinking? It's a night it's the late game too. It got fixed yeah. in the late game. It's gonna be crazy. Ah, looking forward to it. Can't wait. That is it for us this week. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at The Rams House. And uh, also, check out the Guys in Shorts show. We're uh, kind of on hiatus with that one, but we've been playing some best of episodes, our favorites. And, uh, and there's some good ones in there. Yeah, give us a listen. A lot listen. of great ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, give us a listen. So uh, that is it for this week for Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, and me, Jeff Wilson, whose house? Rams Rams House.
1: House!